take out your Bible. And uh, I invite you to open to Psalm 130 this morning as we come together for prayer. And I, I have found Psalm 130 this week to be uh, very sobering. You know, we can sometimes get into the routine of coming together. It's Sunday morning, we get up, we, we go to church. It's kind of a routine. We just, it's like clockwork, we know. And, and, and while we come, I do think there's a seriousness as we gather together that I sense. But do we always come in with an awareness of God's holiness? Do we always come in with an awareness of who God is that we are coming to worship and, and who we are as worshipers. And that's what Psalm 130 provides for us this morning. Keep in mind, these psalms are a collection of songs of ascent. These are songs that the pilgrims of God sing on their way to Jerusalem. And then when they get to Jerusalem, they're in the corporate worship of God. And these are songs that they're singing to God. And they're very raw. They're very honest. You know, sometimes the songs that we sing can be very... Um, you know, rainbowy and all is well, all is wonderful. That's not what we read in the Psalms. We read in the Psalms about a people who are, who are struggling, who are hurting, who are honest and raw about their own struggles, about their own circumstances, about their need for God. And in Psalm 130, there's a penetrating question in verse 3 that, um, that these worshipers who've gathered together are wrestling with. Verse 3 asks this question, If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? And that's a sobering question. God, if you, as we come to worship you, if you were right now to, to unveil and disclose our sins, the very sins we've committed this past week, even this morning, even as we sit here this morning, if we are not loving you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength right now, everything to you, that's sin. And if you right now were to unveil my sin, oh God, who could stand? Who could fellowship with you? That's what we're here for. But who could do so if you acknowledged our sin? The answer is none. None can stand before God. None can fellowship with this holy God because he is so infinitely righteous and we are so infinitely in and of ourselves unrighteous. None can find acceptance. None can find fellowship with him on our own. As I was studying this passage this week and different resources that I used, one, one story that kept coming up is the story of John Wesley. So you've probably heard that name before, the brother of Charles Wesley, but John Wesley was an 18th century evangelist. And in 1728, he was ordained to public ministry. And beginning in 1728, he started missions work and preaching the gospel all across the, the Atlantic Ocean preaching on both sides. Here's what's fascinating about this. He was lost. He was ordained to ministry in 1728, and he was doing all these things for God, and he was unconverted. It was in the year 1738, 10 years after his um, ordination into ministry, 10 years into his public ministry, he had gone to a church service in London at St. Paul's Cathedral. And there was a song being sung, Psalm 130. They were singing it together congregationally. And the verse of verse 3 was sung, and it penetrated his heart immediately. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, who could stand? Conviction came over his soul. Here he is in the presence of Almighty God, all big, bold John Wesley evangelist, big Christian, mature, 
At least so he thought. And in that moment, he had an awareness of God's holiness, and he crumbled. Later that evening, he went to, um, he was involved in another study. They were going through Martin Luther's commentary on the book of Romans. And that night, he was converted. That night, he felt the weight and gravity of his sin against the God that he had gathered to worship. And it was that night, he came to an awareness of his own sin. He confessed it before God. He repented. He held firm to Jesus Christ as his only hope. Well, as we come together this morning, that's the seriousness as we gather in the presence of God that we should have as we pray, as we worship, as we open his word together. Let's read the psalm together. Psalm 130, verse 1. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive to the voice of my pleas for mercy. If you, O Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But with you there is forgiveness that you may be feared. I'll wait for the Lord. My soul waits, and in his word I hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than watchman for the morning, more than watchman for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord. For with the Lord there is steadfast love, and with him is plentiful redemption, and he will redeem Israel from all iniquities. Well, there's a lot here in this psalm, but I just want to draw our attention to just verse 3 and asking ourselves the question, as we gather here this morning, what are you doing with your sin? And let us not be those who sit here and say, well, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have any sin. Even if you confessed it the moment you walked in that door, you still brought the stain of sin in with you. There are attitudes, there have been thoughts that come into your mind. Maybe even right now as I'm talking, maybe you just don't like me or the person you're sitting next to. There's sin right now. And the question is, we're in the presence. We have gathered for him, for God, to worship him. What are we doing with that sin against this God that we've come to worship? You know, in my life, I can only speak from personal experience. There's a few things I tend to do with it. One is I, I, I like to deny it. Maybe that's where you are this morning. I like to deny it. It's kind of like with that four-year-old, did you eat the cookie, Dylan? Did you eat the cookie? No, Dad, I didn't do it. Why is there chocolate all over your face and cookie crumbs on your shirt, right? But don't we do that with God? I'm not a sinner. That's one way we do it. Another thing we often do with our guilt, with our sin, is we try to redirect it. That's what Adam did in the Garden of Eden. Did I not say, don't eat of this? No, she did it. It was her fault. It's not me. We redirect it away from ourselves. Maybe we try to redefine the law. We redefine, well, yes, yes, yes. Um, maybe I'm not perfect as I sit here this morning on a Sunday morning in this building. Maybe I'm not, but, but I'm, I'm better than those out there. Right? Uh, grading on a curve. I mean, uh, I'm not as perfect as you are, God, but I'm better. We kind of redefine it to make ourselves feel better. Or another way I do it is, you know, kind of this penance thing, kind of Roman Catholic, kind of, yes, I've sinned, but this week I, I, I did good at work. This week I was nice. This, I helped somebody. I had my quiet time. I did this, this, and this. God, it it's kind of evens out. Psalm 130, the psalmist asks 
his brethren around him in corporate worship and us, what are you doing with your sin against God this morning? Are you redefining it? Are you denying it? Are you redirecting it? Are you trying to make penance with God on it? Or are you what we see here in verse 1? Out of the depths, I cry to you, O Lord. O Lord, hear my voice. Let your ears be attentive. Praying to God, crying out to him. God, you are holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, and here I am. And here's where I've sinned against you. You know, as we gather together for family prayer this morning, public family prayer is not the place for personal confession of sin. Let me make that very clear as we transition our way into corporate prayer now. The takeaway here is not for us now publicly. Let's go around and let's confess our sins one to another. There, There may be time appropriate for that, but this morning, that's between you and the Lord. But in this time of corporate prayer, we praise God, we thank God that this holy God has made a way for our sins to be forgiven. That we can, in spite of ourselves this morning, fellowship with Him, worship Him through Jesus Christ. And so our public prayer this morning is a a time of thanksgiving, a time of celebration, a time for us to be reminded, Lord, here's who I am. I'm a needy child. I'm still not yet where I need to be. But God, you have made provision through your son, Jesus, through his blood, Jesus Christ. And our hope is in him. There's forgiveness of sins for those who confess their sin this very morning. We can have fellowship with you this morning. We may be small in number, but, but you're here with your people. And we can have the mightiest, most wonderful fellowship with you if we come with repentant hearts, forgiven hearts, truly, honestly, seeking the face of God. Again, I go back to, I don't know how you came here this morning. I know how I came here this morning. But as we are here now to fellowship, how are we dealing with the sin in our hearts?